I brought you coffee. Coffee. The bitter liquid that provides the only semblance of pleasure left in these dark times. Oh my goshness. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Welcome to Back in My Day. Once again this week, I am joined by... Michael R. Power. Michael R. Power. Wow. Okay. He has inherited a uh, <laughs> a middle name since we've last recorded. There's a so. lot of Michael Powers out there, so I'm just Is differentiating really? myself. Oh, there's I didn't lot. even know that. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. We have uh, been doing a couple things since then, and let's get going with that right off the bat. Mike, let's catch up on some of the stuff that we've been watching. And last, we're going to get to what we've been playing because there's a very obvious standout that we've been playing um, that everyone that has been playing shooters over the last couple of years knows about it right now. Mm-hmm. So let's start with you, Mike. What have you been watching over the last right. uh, little while? Yeah, excited to talk about the playing, but let's start with watching. Um, so the past two weeks, I actually haven't been watching that much, but I'm caught up on Deadly Class, which is a show we talked about. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I still haven't, I didn't get around to it, but yeah. Yeah, I said sci-fi channel before, but it's actually on space, so. Okay. But don't hold that against it, because it's a pretty good show. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good show. So I I read the comic book um, a couple, like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Just to catch up, and it's actually pretty true to the comic book, actually. So it's it's doing a good job, and... Um, the Russo brothers are producers, the directors of the Avengers movies. Oh, so, okay. I don't know. Recommend that show if that anyone helps. likes comic book stuff. That's a selling and, point, though. Yeah, it is selling. It's not something to just pass over. It's yeah, a selling exactly. point. Yeah, and the actors are all good, all young actors. It's got, uh, is it Lana or Laura Condor? Okay, she was Jubilee in the X Men movie, and she's Canadian, and she's a really good actress. She was in that uh, Netflix chick flick to All the Boys I Loved Before, which is actually oh yeah, I didn't watch that, but it, apparently it's great. I watched that. It's, I watched that on Valentine's Day with my wife, and it's, it's one of the better chick flicks. On okay, Netflix, so. yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about yeah, it. Um, but the, I'm also still watching True Detective. So they had the penultimate episode uh, last Sunday. Okay. And it was fantastic. Really? I cannot so wait to see. it's still very, very solid. It's up there with season one, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. So nice. So still recommending that. Uh, but the big show that I've watch, been watching this week is Umbrella Academy. Yeah, so are okay. Are you familiar with this? I So you told me about it, I think, last time or a couple episodes ago. Honorable I, I, mention, maybe. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And uh, and then it popped up as the trailer and, hey, this is new on Netflix and stuff. And it's definitely queued up, and I've already heard that it's very good. So Are you familiar tell, with the comic book? or No, but I'm, a, I'm familiar with the concept because I'm pretty sure if anyone's going to tell me about it, it would have been you. So I yeah. could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was, the, that was where I got it from. Um, but I am most likely, if not definitely, going to watch it. Definitely um, watch it. Go ahead. Tell, uh, definitely tell, read the comic book. Without spoilers, it, tell tell me how it's how it's been so far. Yeah, so I would I would recommend the comic book number one because um, comic book written by Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and Gabrielle Ba, that's really prolific. Oh, okay, it's this one. Okay, yeah, it's this gotcha. One. It's a really prolific uh, Brazilian artist who often does... Uh, graphic novels with his brother uh, Fabio Moon, and they did a really good graphic novel, Day Tripper, which is one of my favorites. But Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, I think it's Dark Horse, it Dark Horse Comics or Image. I think it's Dark Horse though. I think and, it was Dark Horse. I think that's where I, that's where I heard. Yeah, yeah. and uh, when it came out, I was like the the, the singer of Michael Romance making a comic, but he knows his. Yeah, that's stuff. what actually threw me off in the first place. <laughs> yeah, but this guy knows, and he's talked about how on tour all they would do is read X Men comics and stuff, and. Man, he it's two graphic novels, and they're like only six or eight. Well, that's all it is. So it's just based on that. But they Mm. are amazing, and they are really dense, and they have a lot of. In those six issues, there's a lot of story, right? So as of right now, 
Mm-hmm. IMDb rating of 8.5. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes at a, is at 71%. Not, yeah. not that the, those are going to make sure that it's, you know, that's not going to guarantee that it's good or bad or whatever, but just, just a general. Yeah, it's only a good been idea. out for, at the point of our recording, it's only been out for a few days. Yeah. So I've watched so. five episodes, I think. And so Netflix bought, the, like, as these comic book series are becoming just so popular IPs, right? Netflix bought this up, and I was really excited when I heard Netflix was getting this because they tend to do shows well and pump a lot of money into the shows. And um, it's filmed in Toronto, actually. You can notice a lot of Toronto. It says right here, production yeah. location, Toronto. You notice a lot of Toronto locations. Um, Ellen Page, good Canadian actress in it. So a lot of ties to Canada, which I like. And uh, the show's really good. It's actually really, really so good. So it's very good. It's very good. I've, I said to my wife, it's not as epic as the comic, I find. Mm. Comic's very epic, and in six issues, a lot happens. And this feels more like a slow burn. So it's it's like a smaller scale. Yeah. Or, it's so like do not they a, change the the severity of whatever situation they're trying to handle? Yeah, they or? do change it. It's not like exactly the first graphic novel um, in chronolo- its chronological order. They kind of take things from the first story and the second story, and they mash them together, and they tell this sort of um, longer overall story. That's sort of a mix of the two graphic novels. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but all the characters are the same, and um, I mean, there's a talking just, monkey. So yeah, talking monkey is I mean, great. That. <laughs> um, but man, it's it's really good. And the thing I love about the comic book is that it jumps you right in to the story, and you enter a world that's just so full of uh, backstory and life, and you learn about it as you read. And I love comics like that. They don't start with the origin. It starts like. Halfway through, like it throws you in halfway through the story, throws you right into it. And yeah. then you figure I like it that out. too. Yeah, I mean, it, really maybe good. I like it because it's refreshing and you don't have to worry about. Yeah, you don't like watch the hero be- get his powers as the origin story. It throws you in. They're already heroes. Then you see some flashbacks and you sort of learn as it goes, right? And so, so, do they, so okay, so because so for the trailer of this on Netflix, the uh, the autoplay trailer right. that popped up, which I think I recognized the name and I was just going to add it to my list anyway, but it. There is a bit of an origin story for it to to yeah. tell you where these kids come from, right? Right, a little bit of an origin story, like a little, like, yeah, that's from the comic too, a little two-minute prelude. But it's not prelude. like that's half the season or anything. Exactly, that's just like the first intro, two, three minutes. Okay. And then it throws you right into the story. And That's cool. Um, there's like, it's like the the uh, the dad has adopted like these six uh, or seven orphans who yeah. are just mysteriously born under mysterious circumstances, and it throws you right in when they're like adults. And they've all this baggage and everything, and right because they're older. Because it's not yeah. like they start as little kids; they start exactly. as so whatever. Ellen, I don't want to give too ages. much away, but it's yeah, yeah, it's good. I would recommend it. Um, okay. I think I still prefer the books, obviously, but I would still recommend the books first. And you haven't finished it; you're halfway through. Yeah, but as far as you can tell so far, is it is it just sticking to the to the comics, or is it a little bit away from that? Too? They've got a bit of creative license. Okay. I would say that's okay. Yeah. I don't mind that, which I mean, is good because you don't. I'm not connected to the story, so I, I, it's okay for me to say it's. I mean, it's easy for me to say like, "Oh, that's fine," but some people might be offended by that or something. But. No, I think it's good, and I always okay. think that it's good to have a bit of creative license because one sometimes works on the page or it works in the book, might not necessarily work in in a different medium, right? yeah, like in the show or a movie. So it's good to be true to uh, the characters and everything, but have some creative license to do what works on the screen. Yeah. That's what I think. So, okay. Yeah. No. That's and fair. almost it, it was the same thing when I watched The Walking Dead. They they switched some things up, and it's almost better if you've read the books when they switch things up because then it's more surprising, and you don't know what's going to happen. Although I'm the outlier for that because I watched the first season and the second, and then I gave up, and I was mm-hmm. just like, no, 
the first season does not happen in the comics. Yeah, it's different. It's completely different. And They'll I was, die different times in the Walking Dead comic versus the show. Different times, but it was just, it felt like the first season and second season were so different that, I don't know, the, the Walking Dead's one of the biggest shows in the world, and maybe it's it's lost a little bit of its luster over the last couple of years, I get that, um, but I didn't stick with it. Me neither. And honestly, mainly because it wasn't like the comics. Okay. <laughs> Although I also gave up on the comics after. Yeah, it's a long series. Yeah, it's long, yeah. right? I mean, I have the I have the, the hardcover versions of them all, and I think I have nine of them, and they're probably up to like eighteen now. Wow. Honestly, so it's been That's a great. long time since I've since I've read them. But at the time when I was reading them all and getting all those hardcovers, it was like this this is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is probably before the big zombie boom. I guess you could call yeah, it. Yeah, I don't so. think I'm the biggest fan of Walking Dead, to be honest. It's, it's, it's good when it's good, but it, it has some slower seasons. But yeah, anyways. The, the, the comics are great, but the show is, I think, just depending on what, what you enjoy and All right, stuff. So, but yeah. I mean, that's Umbrella Academy, and uh, I would recommend it, And but I would recommend the books first. So. The one thing I've, I watched, you mentioned it, uh, I think, last time, or maybe we mentioned it even when we weren't recording, uh, was mm-hmm. that Incredibles 2. I finally watched it. Oh, yeah. I did not see it in the summer or... Summer, spring, when it came out last year. Um, but I really wanted to see it. Uh, I was prepared to see it back in the summer, and we just never got around to it. Uh, there was this whole, like, marriage thing that went on last summer for me and stuff, so maybe that kind of got in the way. So um, maybe that was part of it. That's no excuse. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it's only a Pixar movie and not, like, Star Wars, because then I maybe would have had to just delay. Change the wedding day. Yeah, exactly, right? Or at least day, the yeah. trip, right? Maybe I would have just had to go see it in Italian. I don't know. Whatever it was. Um so I watched I watched the original Incredibles back in the summer just before it was number two was was going to be released, um, and I've I've said to you when we weren't recording that I was disappointed by it. I it, maybe it was the animation, maybe it was the style of comedy, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't I didn't remember it being. Let's just be clear: you were disappointed at the rewatch, not the, the rewatch. original watch. Yes, the yeah. rewatch, the rewatch of it, roughly. And I've heard say, it doesn't hold nine up. months like, ago. I yeah, it doesn't. I mean, the animation, understandable. Just like Toy Story 1, the animation, in a way, quote-unquote, doesn't hold up. Fair, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. It's just timing. It's not going to hold it against it, really. Um, But for some reason, I just didn't enjoy it as much. I watched it. I still liked it. But I wasn't super happy with it like I would have been when I rewatched Monsters, Inc. 9,000 times, like I already have. Um, So I watched two, and I actually liked it more. I liked it more. Maybe, yeah, than the first one. Yeah, Um, still funny, still great. I think. I think you know, it's it's. There's nothing really all that surprising about it. I kind of saw the little sort of twist coming of Mm -hmm. who's who towards the end and all that. But um, I don't. I really liked it. I don't know. I really like. It's another good Pixar movie. I don't think it's like my top three or anything like that of their stuff. But uh, but it's. It's up there. It's good. We still have to there. rank the Pixar movies one day. We will. I think we will Toy do Story that. Yeah, we will do that. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm. I don't think that the Incredibles movies are going to be way up there for me. So maybe that's blasphemy for a lot of people. But it is for me because for me the Pix the I don't want to give my list away, but the first Incredibles movie is like up there for me. And I did like the second one, like you're saying, but I didn't like it as much. And the reason why I didn't like the second one as much is it treads on the same themes as the first one. It does, which is yeah, it's, and it makes that pro- fairly obvious, yeah, especially at the beginning. The first when it one sets is up like the premise: superheroes are banned, and but then it's like, but then they come together, and it's like superheroes are needed. Let them be super. Don't ban them. And the second one is basically the same theme. 
it's superheroes well, it are banned. It picks and, up what maybe like a year or two later yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Everyone's ba- not even really. No, because right. Jack Jack after, is like when the, the Underminder attacks, it picks up. Right. Oh so yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's seconds right. after the first. Movie. <laughs> Which is also a ver- that was also a very good. I yeah, like I like the opening. That was actually very good. That's right. It's right after. But the theme, like the theme of the movie, is the same, right? So. When a movie well, comes out and it's a sequel, it doesn't bring anything new. It's kind of like, yeah, it's just entertaining, and it's the new thing is the, the whole like the nice. dad's dad staying home and mom's going to work. You know, yeah. I, I think that's the sort of like modern take on it and stuff. Not that the first one was out thirty years ago and it wasn't modern, but I think there's a little bit of a difference with that. But it's not and that right. Fun. It's not drastic. That, those are fun scenes, you know, seeing like the dad at home trying to take care of Jack Jack and like it was great. Those were good for a laugh. Yeah, the whole like where, where he's fighting the raccoon outside and stuff. That was probably the best part of the movie. That was so funny. Yeah. So <laughs> like but, the raccoon's so scared, and <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, what was the point of the first one? You know what I mean? I mean, yes, but also, what's the point of a lot of the Pixar movies when they just? I mean, when they make I, sequels, you're saying? The, yeah. yeah, they're ju- they're just they're family movies and stuff. Like, what's the point of Monsters University? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's it's not no as point. good as the first, but it, Finding I still, Dory. What was the point of that? Exactly right. I mean, it worked. It, it doesn't. For Nemo, it it for works, Dory. but it yeah. doesn't really. You know, it's just another Anything, entertaining. Yeah. I I like it, but I don't. I you know. Anyways, the nice thing about the Pixar movies, though, is yes, they're for kids, but they have deeper themes, and um, the adults can enjoy them too, right? That's always a nice thing. So. Exactly, which is the perfect segue to Lego Movie Two, the second part, which uh, we both went to go see a few days ago. Yeah. This new life has toughened and hardened us all. Two copies, please. One black, one with just a touch of cream and twenty-five sugars. So speaking of themes and what the movie is basically about, it's, I mean, it's a kid's movie, but it's really, I mean, it's not like any of the jokes are inappropriate in any way, but it's really speaks to adults and people who are probably 20 plus. Grew up with Lego. Anywhere, yeah, yeah, anywhere between 20 or 25 to, let's say even 50, anywhere in that span, that's what this movie speaks to, I think. And I think it's just, it was great. I loved it. I know. I was so surprised they pulled it off again because the first Lego movie I absolutely loved. The year it came out, I can't remember what year, maybe 2014. It was definitely in my top five. Keep talking while I delay and I will find yeah, out when it was, it was one out. of my favorite movies. <laughs> when, when I heard about a movie made about Lego, I was so skeptical. Like 2014. Most, 2014. Okay, I said 2016, right? Yeah. I was so skeptical like many people and I was like, what, what, what does that 100%. mean? A movie about Lego? Like it makes no sense. And then how could they possibly how could they possibly make a movie like it's really just it's it's a plastic play toy that has zero context to it unless it has a you know Star Wars or Batman attached to it and then they made it work yeah and they made it work and it actually had to do with playing and growing up and it had all these themes to it but then it also had like goofy gags that kids would love and it was just fantastic and the second one just picks up on that and instead of making it about parents Mm -hmm. and when you're slightly younger let's say five years younger four years younger when it when the first one came out now it's about siblings and it's about still being a kid when you're older as an older brother or older sister depending on your situation and i don't know i it just it just works it works so well and they they I didn't think they had anything more, more to mine there, but they really did. And it was no, like, I really, I was really expecting it to not be that great. Yeah, and it was like a commentary on the DC dark movies, you know, like uh, sort of commentary on those and, yeah, about brothers and sisters and about what it means to grow up. And when you're a young boy and you grow up and you think that means getting hard and everything. And it was Yeah, being all, the tough guy. Yeah, and it was all yeah. anti that, right, when it boils down to it. And it was just, um, and it was, we should mention it was, uh, 
Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who directed the first one or wrote the second one. Yeah. And we've already praised them yeah, on the so show. Yeah, so they did the screenplay for, for the yeah, second one. Yeah, we've already praised them on the show for the Spider-Verse, right? So we're big fans of them. Yeah, and, and you know, s- s- the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse isn't, isn't a comedy, but the Lego movies are. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they are with messages mm-hmm. that work for kids but are deeper for adults. And I gotta say, Dave, you were laughing along with all the kids. 100%. (laughs) I will laugh before the kids. I will laugh. I will encourage the kids to laugh if they... There was a couple times we were sitting in the theater there and and there was something towards the end when they sort of get into, like, the deeper, like, meaning of things and stuff and and, uh, Wild Style or something or or Chris Pratt's character. Um, I think maybe it was when, when they were underneath the washer and dryer and Rex was saying something about disappearing or whatever. Right. And there was... I, I can't even remember what word it was, but the sentence ended with this sort of, you know, adult explanation of what's going on. And the little girl, two seats over, was, wait, what does that mean? And it was, funny. like, it had nothing to do with, I mean, it, yes, Mesmer- it had something to do with the movie. Mesmerizing or something? Something yeah. like that. It was him when he was sort of, like, disappearing right. and stuff. And spoiler alert. But, um, you know, but but then again, like, even small, simple roles in the movie, like, Jason Momoa was Aquaman in the movie. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Like, and he said his like two crash phrases. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my man. Yeah, <laughs> um, like all that little stuff. The is only thing just... that like, I hate to like, sort of rewrite a movie or nitpick a movie, but and the people that have seen this will understand. But yeah, th- the main like nemesis, the Rex, the Rex uh, Danger Vest guy. Yeah, <laughs> which is also which is funny. Amazing and, Danger but Vest. The weird thing is, like, they made him a, a time traveler, like a future version of, spoilers, yes. of, of Emmett. Yes. And, um, because he got kicked under the dryer and stuff. And I was yeah. thinking a better way to do it, because that, that doesn't make sense. It just breaks the physics of the movie. Would have been, if the kid... L- yeah, that's true. It does kind of yeah, get in the way of Yeah, that doesn't make sense, the, right? So, yeah. Would it make more sense? Maybe this is what they're going for, but it's like the kid lost his Emmett figure and he got kicked under this under the dryer, and his dad bought him a new one. And that, he would be the the he would be the new one. Yeah, exactly. But then I guess then he can't again. Sense. Spoiler alert: He can't disappear at the end. Yeah, I guess true. right. That kind of takes. That was that. a good gag. But I didn't expect that. Like I knew that he was like, okay, that's Chris Pratt, and they're making a commentary on Chris Pratt's career and things like that. Like. I used to be, uh, you know. Did I, you see him um, being the the bad guy in the end? Or no, I didn't see it coming. Did you? Not really. No, but I, but I, I, th- I like I liked that. I liked that they they did something like that. Like it was a it was a twist for an adult movie in a kids movie. That's why they, that's why, that's why we it. say, it, or that's why I've heard that it's like a commentary on the sort of DC dark universe because it's like the dark yeah. rough guy is the nemesis, right? And the yeah. bubbly girl, uh, her her toys, are, are the bubbly girl toys are. Are not the bad guys after all? Yes. They make it. They make it set up like yes. they're the bad the, guys. The twist of like the fact but. that he was sort of that uh, Emmett was doing the wrong thing, even though all along he thought he was doing the mm-hmm. right thing. I think you know it's again it's a message for kids because it's a kids movie and things like that, and maybe it needs a little more explanation because it moves so fast in the movie. Because um, I think I just I feel like sitting there as a kid and that girl that was beside us that made you're that just there comment, for the gags as a kid. They're there right? for the, the goofy gags yeah. and they were laughing and stuff. And you're right, I was laughing too, and uh, uh, you were too. But yeah. um, you know, all that little stuff is probably needs to be brought home and ex- explained right. a couple times by parents and stuff. My I mean, favorite we, part was the Batman song. The ba- <laughs> that, was just, that was great. Well, and then honestly. Um, you know, the the whole, uh, yeah, just the way that they turned Batman on his head, so to speak, with the... 
Oh, yeah, he's no longer the Dark Knight yeah, anymore. Basically, is you know, yeah, the song Genius. stuff. The songs are great as much as it like you know, is sort of a kid's uh, appeal. So and would stuff, you so. would you put it above the first one or on the same level or the bit bit kind of below if you had to rank them? I guess. Um, I think that the multiple messages that it has mm-hmm. make it probably smarter, mm-hmm. but I think probably the first one is a little bit more. Yeah, I think the first one because it above it in some way. It was but so again, surprising. Yeah, again, that's what I was just but about to say. But the more I think about the second one, the more we talk about it, I like you know what? The more I'm quite coming to re- like realize I'm, it's almost as good. It is as good as the first one, right? Like, I think it is. Yeah, yeah I, think it is I mean, too. I didn't know this until until I I saw it until we saw the movie and then I read up about it after. But the cameos from some of the characters, like Bruce Willis, yeah, was actually him. Is actually him. I know, so good. I mean, he says what two lines <laughs> the entire movie and it's just a gag it's literally a gag that unless you're our age or older will not understand and it just makes like little things like that i mean again the first one has that too mm-hmm. the whole first 15 minutes of the movie is basically mad max fury road right and a comment on that and it's done really well and done in a fun way so anyways i i i thought it was great it was a great movie i thought it was awesome um and I think that, uh, I think I, both of these, I don't know if they're going to do another one, but I'm sure it made more than enough money to have them make another one, but... It didn't do as good as the first one, but it did well. But it did okay, I think. And yeah. I think I think it'll find an audience, too, on home video, and I think it'll get appreciated. And you're right, it probably, they'll probably will do a third one, and it might be a nice little trilogy if they can pull off a third one, right? I think so. Yeah. I think I, if they can find another, another way to tie it into real life... Yes. Like they did with the first and like they did with this I one. I agree. They have to find a proper angle like they did. The first one was the father's son. It was about the parenting. business and, yeah. and versus the kid wine. Yeah. And the second one Which was. Which again was a great. Uh, honestly, amazing. that was the twist to the first one. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one had a twist within the Lego universe on top of the other stuff. Right. Right. So I think it was a little bit deeper and smarter this yeah. time. And the second one ended as like the sister wanted to join to play. And then it was like. Yeah, I think they can do something for years that. and they. Pulled this one off, and now I'm not going to uh, pretend I know what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, if they something have a good idea, it. and if they have something similar to the first two, then make a third one, and you know. But if they don't have a good idea, maybe just leave it at two. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like I, to see what they can do, though. Well, and the first one was so successful, and was so fun, and everything that they made the Lego Batman movie and stuff too, right? So, the only thing, the know. only negative that I have to say will come out of these movies, and it's not about these movies, but it's that all these other executives are seeing this. Oh. Uh, a Lego movie, a movie based on toys, did so well, and they're greenlighting all these ridiculous movies, like the yeah. Ugly Dolls movie, that trailer that we saw. Right? There's <sighs> going to be tons of these just... crappy toy movies coming out now. Yeah, that's true. And like, and unless Phil Lord and Chris Miller are attached to it, like, good luck. You know. Well, the thing is with some of those is that those toys come along with backstory, or they come along with some sort of context to them. Whereas Lego, I mean, sure, yes, they have Batman, and sure they have, but they created. Emmett, they created Rex yeah. Danger Vest. Like, like Hollywood cre- always takes the wrong lessons, right? The well, lesson is not yeah, greenlight a old, bunch right? of movies based on toys. It's about give the good creators and the good writers free reign to make stories. But what they'll do is they'll greenlight a bunch of toys. They'll be the Ugly Dolls toy, and they'll be the Pogs movie and the Beanie Babies movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's yeah, hope yeah, not. Beanie but- Babies <laughs> movie, yeah. But then, like, that's the thing. Like, they, they, I think one of the reasons why they work in general and why Lego is so close to a lot of people our age and older. I mean, maybe not our parents, but anywhere in between, anyone that was 
basically born with a point of this podcast born mm -hmm. between the early 80s to mid 90s or late 90s is that Lego, aside from Batman, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever it is that you might have had as far as like a licensed theme, um, you could do whatever you want with it, which is what they did mm -hmm. in both of these movies, especially the, the second one, you know, with, with Rex and stuff, with like the way his ship was made into a fist and right. stuff. Like that was a metaphor for itself and all that. Like you could do whatever you want with Lego and they did that and made it work along with the licenses that were in the movies, right? So I think it's like... So Lego for you was a big part of your childhood too. Oh, yeah, the, me the too. Whole, the whole Huge. thing with them in the movie, putting all the Lego into a bin yes. and stuff was how I always had my Lego. I never had sets. Same. I didn't have a, a, a Star Wars yeah, I just set. Had bins of Lego. Where'd it come from? I don't know, but I had a bin of bins of it. <laughs> and honestly, like, I wish we still had it. I gave it to my cousins, and I'm pretty sure that at some point it was passed along to, you know, a Goodwill or something like that, which is totally fine because at least someone's enjoying it and everything. But, it, you know, now you got to spend 100 bucks to get a... 10-piece set of Lego. It is expensive now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's expensive now. Anything else you want to you wanna no, jot no, down? No, okay, nothing so that's what watching. we've been yeah. watching. Um, we're going to head into uh, probably just as lengthy of a session, if not longer, of what we've been playing. And if you haven't heard, uh, we have a shooter that's been... It's only one game. It's only one game, basically, over the last few weeks that we've been playing, so we'll get into that next.